Hello and welcome to The Scoop with me, Andy McAnally. You're listening to Stockport's independent podcast, where each week I speak to a local business owner. This week I'm joined by Helen Spiegel of Helen Spiegel Photography. Hey Helen, you okay? I'm fine, yes, thank you very much, Andy. Good, excellent, beautiful week this week. Oh, it's gorgeous. <laughs> but yeah, they, hopefully this uh, this summer carries on. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, we just need it, don't we? Indeed. So, um, would you like to start off, Helen, as we always do? Would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself, your journey, um, and how you got to where you are today? Oh, blimey. Okay. Um, yeah, well, originally, originally, I was a veterinary nurse many, many, many years ago, and uh, and generally had a had a sort of a career through um, through that, and I stayed within the veterinary field. So after. After I was a vet nurse in Liverpool, I was born in Liverpool uh, many years ago and um, went to school there, worked there, worked in private practice and then worked at the university uh, vet hospital. So worked there for some years as well and left there to become a, a veterinary rep. And I think I was one of the first female veterinary reps in the country. So and that was basically driving around, trying to sell drugs to vets, convince them that uh, that they, you know, ours were the best thing that they should have, and so on. And I enjoyed that. That was that was great. And um, actually, married a vet, <laughs> and uh, ultimately, ultimately got divorced, and then went into um, nutrition, animal nutrition, small animal nutrition, and then horse nutrition, and then got made. No, I didn't get made made redundant. Then I then joined Pfizer after my divorce in uh, okay. nineteen. Oh, it's around about the time of the first foot and mouth outbreak. So, um, so that was great. So I joined Pfizer as a medical rep. So then just locally, I had a young daughter at the time as well. So it meant I could be home at nights and um, worked for Pfizer selling all sorts of drugs and cardiovascular things and also sold the little blue pills for a little while as well. <laughs> and then got made redundant in 2007, I think, with a big reshuffle of all the primary care reps so um, in the meantime I'd always been interested in photography um, and I'd always been thinking I'm going to go back to college and, and do this a little bit more seriously so uh, so it, it kind of spurred me on to do it so I, I did that and um, the, to be fair the college course wasn't that brilliant but it it spurred me on to just get get moving really um and that was a, a a stepping stone so yeah and just started doing lots and lots of different training courses uh and in particular one that that was a real massive stepping stone to me was it was actually uh started by a, a stockport photographer called um um oh gosh george oh, suddenly his surname's gone out of my head but anyway local photographer sadly he he died about two years ago um but he developed this thing called traits photo training overseas and it was basically getting all photographers from all over the country and abroad um in one place and getting lecturers so we learned about all different things whether it was wedding photography whether it was portraits you know babies whatever mm -hmm. having lecturers come in from all over the place all over the world um and of course it was very sociable as well and a lot of the learning 
took place in the bar in the evenings. <laughs> Funnily enough. Yeah. Um, but no, that was that was brilliant. And it kind of put me in touch with a lot of, of people and a lot of people in the local area, in the Stockport, Manchester area as well. And so it's kind of just gone from there. But I obviously had to work, um, had to pay the bills. I had to have money in to, to buy the equipment. Um, and so I, I started doing it alongside my other job. And I went back after I got made redundant. I went back into veterinary sales. So I was working for a self-employed contractor in various veterinary companies for a while. Uh, mm-hmm. So I could be a little bit more flexible. And I started to build up this business alongside it. Um, and then gradually cut it down to four days a week, gradually cut it down to three days a week, and about um, probably about four and a half years maybe ago, I just thought, you know, I'm not getting any younger, and if I don't do this now, I'm never going to do it, and I just got to got to bite the bullet and do it full time, put all my energy into it, and I just resigned and was then pooping myself. Um, but it was I've not <laughs> regretted enough. it for a minute. I don't think I've worked so many hours uh, for so little pay, but I absolutely yeah. love it. You know, paying the mortgage. Brilliant, fantastic. So yeah, so that's it. So Here this was now. so it was around about two thousand and seven when it started, but then full time was what would that have been twenty sixteen ish? Yeah, that we went full time self employed. Yeah, would have been cool. fantastic. Yeah. And so, I mean, whilst you've been talking about that um, that that journey, I've just been having a look at your Facebook page, and there's a lot of animals there. So, am I right in thinking that you specialise in animal photography, and that going back to the passion from being a vet or being a veterinary nurse? Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of evolved in, into that. I do mm-hmm. I do probably mostly mostly pets. Um, okay. Sometimes pets, you know, with, with children as well. You know, like doing. You know, kids and their pets love seeing that sort of interaction that we have between them. Yeah. Um, but anybody, but it has kind of defaulted into that. And I think because of my background, um, I can obviously, you know, handle the animals. Um, people, when they bring their pets in, can sometimes be a little bit anxious because they want their mm-hmm. pet. They really want their pet, their dog. Usually, it's usually dogs. I do do cats and other things as well, but normally dogs. They they want them to perform. They want them to 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 be good and and everything. And and it's a completely alien environment for them. So the main thing for me, I think, really, is to make them not worry. You know, we will always get some beautiful mm-hmm. images for them. Um, but you know, we kind of it's almost keeping the owner nice and calm, if that makes sense. But yeah, a lot of pets. Yeah. It's lovely. Yeah, I suppose it's a bit like working with um, with babies, isn't it? The- baby doesn't know what they're doing and you've got to manage the baby as well as managing the parents expectations at the same time so it's probably yeah, very absolutely. similar yeah absolutely yeah I, I don't do so many babies now I mean I, I do do some not newborns now mm-hmm. um but you know more when they're sitting up and and stuff I think one time I had two dogs an eight month old baby and a three-year-old child at the same time so that was nice fun. <laughs> <laughs> nice <laughs> fantastic so do you want to tell us a little bit more about your business today obviously we've established that you're a full-time photographer we've established that you're a, a large part of your business is um is pets and animals but 
tell us a little bit about exactly what it is what it is that you do as a photographer okay so um well really it's it is about um bringing out the the character of somebody's pet whether it's a dog whether it's a cat whether it's a horse um and i think it's really important to uh, manage expectations about you know what somebody wants and we always have a lovely chat first off to find out what they're looking for you know because a lot mm-hmm. of people will have you know and I, I recommend people put together a little board you know show me what they're what type of thing they're looking for because people have sort of preconceived ideas and it may just be looking through um images that I've already done previously or it may be looking at you know other things that other people have done um, but they have a, a they have an idea, so it's really making sure that I create what they what they want, you know, to to really have these pictures of their beloved animals forever. You know, it's lovely. Brilliant. And um, so, is it just so? Is it just animals really that you do, or is there anything else within your portfolio? Yeah. No, I do. I do all sorts of things. Um, you know, yes, in the studio, it's generally dogs, cats in the studio. I go out to do horses and people. Um, but families, I will do families. One of the, the fun things that I do in, in the studio, I have a, a white box shoot where we get everybody in a four four foot cube box. You know, the whole family, it can be dogs. And that is, uh-huh. that's boot, you know, and it's great for kids because they can dress up, they can, they can play around and it just creates, you know, a good, a good vibe, really. It's, it's great fun. So families, outside, country shoots, you know, some people don't want sort of uh, posed portraits as such. Um, but so it's nice to get families out interacting in the countryside together. So, and it can, they can bring their animals there as well things like that but I also have a a different arm to my business which is brand photography so that's basically around showing off somebody's business um, showing their potential customers who they are what their ethos is you know and making it a little bit rather than just about their products really about them so they're selling Mm -hmm. them and and also their business and and really illustrating what they want to show to, to potential clients. So so that that's another arm to my business, but that's completely separate to the to the portraiture. Okay, cool. So it's quite a uh, quite a diverse, I suppose, element of portrait. You do a little bit of everything and then the branding as well. Yes. Fantastic. Absolutely. Yes. Smashing. So um when do you when you actually went full-time self-employed, did you ever consider to um, to maybe work with an agency or another company or was it always going to be independent? Always independent. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let me think about that for a millisecond. No, <laughs> always independent. Um, I've worked for, for people, you know, all my working life and... Yeah. Um, you know, no, I just wanted to be my own boss. I wanted to be, you know, responsible for my for my own future. Yeah, so, yeah, and enough. I didn't want somebody else saying, you know, right, we want this, we want that. I wanted to be able to have my own creative input on things. So, mm-hmm. yeah, always. And was there then a sort of, I'm thinking about now your journey because you went, you said you were made redundant in 2007 and then when you went back to work, you were self-employed as a medical rep 
so was that a conscious part of your journey to maybe sort of start that self-employed journey there with something that you knew and then moved on to your passion of photography at a later date? Not really. It was just needs must. Um, and I, you know, I got talking to somebody who, who provided um, contract reps for veterinary companies. Um, and because I knew, I knew a lot of the vets around the, around the country, around the Northwest anyway, it was, mm-hmm. it was, you know, it was good for them because they had somebody that the vets already knew. Okay. Um, but um, no, I mean, and eventually I liked the flexibility of that. I liked, you know, being able to to be flexible, but the the woman who ran the the, the that contract um, was great. You know, and she basically said, you know, do whatever hours you want. We just want the results. So that was great. So I could put in <laughs> huge amounts of work in in a in a in a few days, but still bring in mm-hmm. full time <laughs> revenue for the company. So she was quite happy then for me to to not work a few days. You know. So it worked really well, but yeah, I did fantastic. I did go employed actually with a company that she was also setting up, and um, I worked for them very successfully for a while. So yeah, that was good. Okay, cool. But I guess that self employed aspect as a rep has then has helped you settle into business. Then has it as a photographer in terms of everything else that goes with it? Because you do your own payroll, you do your own HR you were doing your own marketing, et cetera. So that, that's helped ease the transition, has it, into being self-employed? To a certain extent, yes, in terms of, you know, um, the finances and so on. But um, but I'm a one-man band. I don't have any staff, so I don't have a, mm-hmm. a payroll apart from me. You yeah. Know? But, um, but no, and I think probably the, you know, the, the hardest part for me is probably doing everything because um, – the photography side of it is probably a very small amount, you know, actually in front or behind the camera. It's mm-hmm. probably quite a small amount. The rest of it is all the administration and the business that, you know, and you'd know about that, you know, everything yep. that you've got to do um, is quite is quite challenging at times, you know. <laughs> I'm, yeah. a, I'm, a, I'm a tech dinosaur, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too old for this now, sadly. But uh, yeah, so it's it's um, not it's not easy. Yeah, no, I often uh, think in terms of when somebody's got a trade and they put, turn that into a business, um, like yourself with photography or or like me with my podcasting, it's the business that then potentially suffers because we're not experts in business; we're experts in our trade, aren't we? So Absolutely. we would we would find the business bit. The uh, the more challenging the more challenging bit for sure yeah 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 um cool so you said you're from Liverpool um originally how long have you been over in the Stockport area uh I moved over here um in 1988 okay so a few years so a few years now smashing yeah. and yeah. so um what obviously we are, we are the scoop we 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 talk about SK and the SK businesses. So tell us how important the local area and the Stockport area is to your business and vice versa. How important can your business be to to Stockport and its community? Yeah. Um, well, it, you say about community, and I think that's the thing that I, I know um, is brilliant about the Stockport area. I mean, I'm a member of some of the local Facebook groups around, and 
it never it never surprise it never fails to 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 please me how good the community spirit is around the Stockport area you know so mm-hmm. you know sort of whether it's people who have I don't know their cat or their dog's gone missing you know or somebody's in dire straits or somebody's noticed somebody you know trying to break into somebody's car at two o'clock in the morning you know it's a really good community spirit you know and whether it's it's I think it's developed further with social media which is one I think really good side of it um but no I think it's mm-hmm. it's you know yes it's a it's not a city is it Stockport's a town isn't it but it, having lived no. in a big city yeah. for, for, for my, the early part of my adult life um no it's great I love it it's the community is it that that's important to your business yeah most I'd say most of well most of most of my clients come from yeah I would say the majority of my clients come from the the Stockport Manchester High Peak area mm-hmm. um, I do have people coming up from different parts of the country uh, which is lovely but I would obviously the majority are relatively local which is you know which is great and I see people out and about you know I, I have a I have a horse I have a dog so we're obviously out in the the local countryside. Um, around here all the time and you can't help but to bump into people and and see people you know I had a in fact there was a lady who brought her dogs to me um about I don't know six weeks two months ago perhaps it was just about when we could well maybe not that much actually just about when we could start shooting again um after lockdown Mm -hmm. and I bumped into her with her two dogs while I was out walking my dog and we got chatting and all the rest of it. Anyway, she ended up bringing her dogs in. I mean, one of them's an older dog, another one's a puppy. And we had just such fun. And she said, you know, it's just been fabulous because it wouldn't have, it would something that she, she always thought would be a lovely thing to do with her dogs, but didn't really know how to go about it. And was really glad mm-hmm. that she bumped into me and you know we got chatting and she brought them to me because then she said you know I, I wouldn't have got around to doing it and and I'm really pleased you know so so it's lovely to have that that feedback and I think it's really about getting to to know somebody you know rather than just well, it used to be yellow pages didn't it or going on google or something it's it's getting a feel <laughs> of, yeah. of the person I think for whatever, you know, uh-huh. whatever it is, yeah? I think that's really yeah. important. Yeah, no, absolutely. I totally, totally agree. Um, so in terms of challenges, um, you you obviously said the, the the business aspect is probably your biggest challenge in business. Um, what about successes? What would you say your biggest success has been? Um, I've been really quite lucky um, in as much as I've won quite a few awards um uh last year i had i was the northwest master photographer association overall photographer of the year and also pet photographer of the year that was that was great mpa a really brilliant professional body uh, Mm -hmm. and i'm very proud to be part of them um they do a huge amount for the photography industry um I'm also I'm part of the experience group as well, and I've had a couple of successes with them. Uh, I had equestrian photographer of the year last last year, just gone, and also two years mm-hmm. ago with them, and and various other um, other awards. I think my first one was um, about 2011 with the with photo training overseas 
Um, but uh, yeah, I've, I've been really lucky with that. I've had a couple of mentions in um, Cheshire Life, which has been good. So yeah, no, it's, yeah, I you know. So um, been really. So the recognition has been the biggest success in terms of award and press coverage, which then I guess has helped grow the business, has it? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's I suppose it's whether it's it's social media or or awards or whatever, it gets you out there and people realise that that you're you're serious about your job and that you I'm passionate about my job. It's kind mm-hmm. of. Well, I don't even class it as a job. It's funny, isn't it? You know, <laughs> sometimes, sometimes when I've got, you know, either whether it's a child that makes me laugh, or, or you know, a cute puppy that I'm cuddling, or the most gorgeous cat. I mean, the, the other week I had eleven whippet puppies in the studio, which Ooh. was like Gee, juggling jelly. It was, but it was hilarious. It was great it was. fun. And I just remember saying, you know, God, I love my job. You know, it's just. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so absolutely. Yeah, I love it. I'm wittering here. I've no idea what you're talking about. I'm just wittering. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll no, not at all. I'll not at all. You're telling us some, yeah, telling us some excellent <laughs> stories about your uh, about your, client, <laughs> your clients and your business. So um, what about then the future? We, we're about four and a half, five years in. Yeah. Um, where what, What's the future of Helen Spiegel Photography? Um. Well, I'm kind of at an age where people are starting to to think about retirement, um, and uh, I don't think it's going to happen for me. Well, I don't particularly want it to happen, to be honest. In an ideal world, we would like. I got married last week, actually. Okay, congratulations. Um, so, um, yeah, so that was uh, so that went. I didn't think I'd bother doing that one again, but there we are. And so, but my partner, well, husband, is um, very supportive, um, and. We're hopefully at some point going to try and find a, a property if we can afford it that's got some land. The idea is to make uh, to get a bigger studio mm-hmm. where I can actually bring horses in. And I thought even things like cows that'd be good. I like to photograph cows that'd be great. Chickens, mm-hmm. anything. I just if portraits, not just not just you know your general stuff outside in the fields. Um, I want to do you know more the creative lighting on on animals that you wouldn't necessarily think of okay. in a studio so so whether it's you know having actual a, a big outdoor but indoor studio um uh, where i've got space that i can have woodlands and and rivers and things like that it sounds like i want something massive which i'd be quite nice but <laughs> so that's that's the that's the that's the dream you know whether we could ever get there before i get too doddery and i can't pick up the cameras again i don't know but that's that's what would be nice yeah right okay so in, i mean talking about studio then so currently um we, we mentioned it briefly before we started recording you're working from a home studio is that right yes i have a studio in the garden um okay. which was uh, originally a garage um and it is a bit bigger than a garage really i suppose um it's cozy uh, and I'm looking around in here at the moment, so you know you can see a little bit. So I've got like a little gallery yeah. bit this side, and if I turned it around, I've got all the lights and and everything and backgrounds and things on the other side. So it's fine for what I do, and I'm really lucky to have it. Um, mm-hmm. But I could just do with a bit more space, really. Cool, but presumably then with a lot of clients, you also go out onto on location as well, so it's not just studio based. Not just studio but... based, yeah. Um, the, 
what I try and do is it, if we go if we if somebody wants a studio shoot then then we'll do that in the studio some people want it outside and where I am I kind of say it's it's a little bit in the middle of nowhere uh, my daughter who's grown up um, she used to she used to call it Narnia I'm kind <laughs> of out in the sticks a bit and she's you know when she was coming back from university for the weekend she said I'm going home to Narnia this weekend um, and to quite a few clients I have to give them exact directions because satnags are a bit dubious around here um so we can but we have fabulous countryside on the doorstep so i can combine the two so sometimes people want a little bit in the studio and then we might go outside and you know fields have got buttercups in or we've got lovely walls with moss and everything and it's lovely yeah yeah and then that's what that so that dream studio that would just it would give you even more countryside on the doorstep. So it would be bringing the countryside into the studio, really, wouldn't it, I guess? Yeah, that's exactly that's exactly what I'd like, yeah. Fantastic, Absolutely. which obviously sits really well with the uh, with the animals and pets side of things because it's yes. natural habitat. Natural habitat, yes, but, you know, but also people like to, you know, and it's great seeing kids playing in, you know, in a field with buttercups and, mm-hmm. you know, and stuff like that, you know, it's it's or bluebells or whatever, you know, or... or Climbing trees and just you know, <laughs> yeah, interacting, having and you know, having fun in a in a nice nice natural environment. Yeah. yeah, absolutely, fantastic. So, um, what about then? I always ask for best tips or best advice. So, I guess, I mean, without giving all your photography t- tips and secrets away, um, people are looking at either maybe taking photographs themselves because they can't. They've, they've not got the resources to invest in the in the shoot or when they're preparing for a shoot maybe what sort of advice would you offer people i would say if they're preparing for a shoot um speak to the photographer you know um like i said before it's it's really useful to be able to have a chat um and the the, the advent of zoom is great because we can you can actually see the person that you are mm-hmm. going to be you know relating to and a lot of people get quite nervous going for a shoot um, but just, you know, enjoy it. You know, it's, it, people think that they're going to be posed, you know, try and think of it as, as of directing, you know, we will try and get, make the best of you. Um, so don't, don't worry too much about that. Um, but I would also say to people, uh, without shadow of a doubt, and this is something I do get on my soapbox about is, um, the number of people that come in and, and whether, you know, whether they're with the children or, or whatever, and I'll say, you know, you know, mum, you know, dad, do you want to be on in the shoot? Do you want to be in the, in the shot? And without fail, most people go, oh, no, 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 not me. No, I don't want to be in the shoot. I, I don't want to be in the, in the thing. And it kind of, it slightly bugs me. And I do go off on one a little bit because um, I always say to people that, you know, this isn't about you. This is your history. This is your family history. So you mm-hmm. might not want to be with your child in the shoot now, but your child may have children, may have, you know, and your, your grandchildren may not get to see you that much. I know everyone's got iPhones and stuff like that, you know, and everyone's taking pictures of each other now. But the majority of those pictures never get printed off. No. You know, they stay in their phone. You know, they drop the phone down the loo or the pictures are gone. You know, it's it's really important to to print them off. but. But for future generations, you know, um, my yeah, absolutely. my dad died uh, some years ago now, um, and my stepmom was going through some stuff, and they found uh, slides and films from 
ever ago. Um, and these were pictures of my parents when they were married. Now, I, I've never seen pictures of my parents at this age. I'd never seen a picture of my parents together, ever. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they divorced when I was about seven. Um, and just looking at these pictures of my mum as a young woman, my mum's in her 90s now, seeing as a picture of her as a young woman, I'd never seen them, ever. You know, and I just, that's why I get so passionate about it. And I know it's different now because we've all got phones and things like that. and They weren't around then. But have those pictures with your kids you know with your dogs because it's about your the coming generations coming through after you you know it's your family history so there you go i do go i go on my soapbox about that but i'm very passionate <laughs> about it so yeah get in, get in the, uh, get in the it's one of those <laughs> i think uh i think it's a photographer's a photographer's thing to be honest so my partner's a photographer and she's forever taking she, if a phone runs out of battery she'll take my phone and take snaps and there'll be hundreds there and i'll just delete them all because they're on my phone and they'll never get used they'll never get seen but the photographs that she takes in a with a camera but go into they go into a proper filing system and storage and a lot of them get printed off and yeah. and put on the wall so yeah i for me talking as the ordinary man if you like the ones that are on your phone, they're just taking up space. They're, there's no purpose in them. They're just going to get, but I do, I understand what you're saying, <laughs> but it's, it's, um, yeah, I think when you're having a shoot, by all means, get in, the, get in that photo and, and make that because it's a little, it's a little piece of history, isn't it? Yeah. That, that you're yeah. capturing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Especially in these times. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's it. It's uh, unprecedented times at the moment, isn't it? So it's mm. it's uh, probably more so worth getting in that photograph. Yeah. Yes, definitely, <laughs> definitely get the family in. Magic. So um, coming close to the end now, Helen. Um, but we're going to bring it back to the Stockport aspect. Now you have already touched on community um, in Stockport, but what what would you say you what would you say the best thing about Stockport is? Is it the community, or is there anything else? The thing about Stockport, apart from the community, is, I mean, what a great location. You know, mm -hmm. yeah. we've just got, you know, we've got everything around here, haven't we? You know, we've got we've got the airport not very far away if we want to try and escape. You know, we've got a great, a great network of motorways so we can escape. But we've also <laughs> got <laughs> we've also got some some great architecture around. I mean, some of the, you know, right down Underbank, around around there in Stockport is is fabulous. There's the local mm -hmm. characters, you know, we've got the countryside just on our doorstep. We've got Manchester on our doorstep. I mean, just the location of it is, is great, you know? So yeah, it's, it's a, you know, good place yeah, to absolutely. be. That's for me. That's definitely the, uh, the, the top thing I, I always say it's the 20 minute rule. Cause we're 20 minutes from everywhere. I suppose it depends whereabouts you are. Cause you're, you've got the countryside on your doorstep, but yeah. Manchester Airport is maybe thirty minutes away, whereas where we are, literally everything is twenty minutes away. And it's, <laughs> it's ideal. It's you. You can't get. I don't think there's anywhere else in the country that's that's got it all, really, is there? No. Well, exactly. Exactly. That's it. Yeah. I do have to say though, I'd like going back to Liverpool now and again. So. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> Um, brilliant so yeah that 
um, just about rounds everything off. So um, I will, as always, put your all your details, all your social links, your website on our website so that people can click on them straight away. But do you want to just let um, yes. listeners know where they can find you? Yeah, they can find me at uh, my website is www.helenspiegelphotography.co.uk. Same for uh, Facebook and Instagram, um, Helen Spiegel Photography on all of those platforms. So nice and easy to find. Um, I'm mm. also on LinkedIn. I'm a bit rubbish at that. I'm a bit rubbish at all social media. <laughs> I, say. I, I have a little flurry of things, and and then other things take get you know get in the way. And um, but uh, yeah, yeah, basically yeah, I know my, that my my title. <laughs> 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 Uh, happy to talk brilliant well well thank you very much Helen it's been great to talk to you great to learn a bit more about what you do and um, understand a bit more about the uh, the portraits that you that you take thanks Andy yeah it's been really nice talking to you thanks for your time cool thank you so don't forget as always please make sure you're following the scoop on your um, podcast platforms so you don't miss out on each new episode and if you have been enjoying listening to The Scoop, please leave a review over on Apple Podcasts. It not only helps to showcase The Scoop as a podcast, but it also helps to promote local businesses like Helen's. And finally, to support what I'm doing, you can always buy me a brew over at buymeacoffee.com forward slash The Scoop. Don't forget, whenever you're searching, it's spelled just like our postcode, S-K-O-O-P. Well, thanks once again, Helen. It's been great talking to you. Nice to meet you and look forward to speaking to you soon. Lovely. Thanks again, Andy.